What up, my fellow RDs? I'm coming at you Thursday morning, and technically this should be out already, but, you know, life happens. And actually, if you saw my stories on Instagram last night, I was doing my finance homework for my MBA until like 8.30 my time, and I had the will, I had the internal willpower to do another, or rather to record this episode last night. However, I, for funsies, pulled a work your light card. They're kind of like tarot cards, but also very much not like tarot cards. So I pulled one of those and literally just took the one off the top after I did a little quick shuffle and the card said, take a break. And you know, I can take a message. Thank you universe. I appreciate it. I can definitely take a message. So I took a break and instead of just like going to sleep, I like went downstairs and like passed out on the couch for like an hour. And then I like came back upstairs. So I'm coming at you slightly more refreshed today, I hope, and instead of beer, I will be sipping on my iced coffee because it's pretty warm out already here in Vegas, and honestly, I just didn't feel like heating up my leftover coffee from yesterday, and don't judge me because I make a French press just for myself, and my parents don't drink it because, again, if you missed the first three episodes of the season, I'm living back in Vegas with my parents while I'm between countries, or should I say between continents? Either way, long story short, I didn't feel like reheating my coffee because I make a French press just for myself. So I made some iced coffee this morning as an alternative. So if you hear the ice crackling, crackling, I don't know if that's the right word. If you hear the ice moving about in the background, that is why. And I'm half a tall glass of iced coffee in. So let's try and make it through. Yeah. Also, happy Thursday, happy whatever day it is that you're listening from the future or in the past. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, so you guys want the lowdown, the tea, the spilt out coffee on what went down at the roundtable rendezvous this past weekend in Austin. So first, let's talk a little bit about how I felt going into those events. Because I think last week I expressed that like, I wasn't necessarily nervous going in. I was excited. And I think that that was true. Like even at the events, I, I don't know if it breaks down to my human design. Um, but I don't necessarily have like these high, low emotional fluctuations if I'm by myself and if I'm doing something, that I'm excited about is a different word, right? Because like, then it shows emotion. Um, But I don't necessarily have these like high and low emotions around things that I do. I feel pulled towards doing them, like a heart pull towards doing them. Um, And again, this is my specific human design. So that's why I'm explaining this. But it's not necessarily like a, oh my God, I'm so excited kind of thing. It's more of like a, okay, cool. Like this is the right path. And I continue to get like reassurance, universal reassurance, if you will, that I'm on the right path. Like seeing 1111, seeing 111, seeing 222, seeing 333, seeing 444, seeing 555, literally all day, every day. And I'm so grateful that that I get that like universal recognition, if you will, because I mean, we don't always get the, wow, you're doing such a good job in the day to day that sometimes you just need a little like, am I doing this thing right? Uh, reminder. So that's what it kind of was in the days leading up to the actual two events in Austin. They were this past Saturday and this past Sunday, respectively. 
And the reason I chose to do them in Austin, Austin is because it fell on the tail end of a two-day conference put on by WIND, Weight Inclusive Nutrition Dietetics. And if you don't fall into the weight inclusive nutrition dietetics space and you're in weight loss or you're in weight management or you're in bariatric or renal or literally from whatever lens that you practice through, please don't stop listening at this point. This is about inclusivity and this is a beautiful conversation on inclusivity and that we all have a seat at the table and that we all help our clients in our unique way and it resonates with them and they're seeing success. So hang tight, okay? There's some really cool lessons that I learned this weekend that I want to share with you and some really cool aha moments I think that other people had as well. So hang tight. Um, But going back to the feelings going in, right? Like it wasn't, what is wrong with my voice this morning? It wasn't super highs. It wasn't super lows. There was definite discomfort at the actual events, but I think leading up to it, I was just excited that like months of planning have finally come into action and the groups were beautifully intimate. There were five of us at each of these events and like obviously I have space for 10 people at each of the events, but I know that the people who were there were meant to be there for whatever reason. Um, So yeah, that was really cool and I think from a me perspective, right? Like it can't just be about, and it's not, it's not about selling out and having all of the spaces full just for the money piece of it, right? It's about having a group of people who are respectful of each other, open-minded and open to conversation in a different way, even if it's uncomfortable sometimes. And I know, I know that's what happened at both of these events. And it was really cool to see that. So Let's go down and break down this last week. I think I need to start with wind as a whole, right? So going back to that two-day conference, I knew I was there to network because that's typically why I go to conferences. Sometimes sometimes it's about the content, um, but I knew that I wanted to meet the people who were going there in person because I had met so many of them on Instagram before. And it's just super cool getting to meet your IGRD besties in real life at whatever the event is, right? So that was really my main reasoning for going. And there was amazing networking. There were some really cool people that I got to connect with and reconnect with, right? Like from online in real life and just like new people that I got to meet. And that was really freaking cool. Um, There's just something about having a conversation in person in a networking space that just like brings different energy. And I feel like you can truly relate to the human on the other end rather than just what they're portraying on their socials. And it's really cool. We're going to get into that a little bit more later when I talk about the roundtables themselves, but really cool. So at this event, I'm going to keep it super high level because I think the takeaways were eye-opening and amazing and also uncomfortable, right? Like in the moment. So I'm going to keep this super high level and then we're going to round table rendezvous rundown. Yeah. We're going to have a round table rendezvous rundown. Um, But again, like those are my events, but I think it's important to preface it with the fact that a couple of people who attended the events were also at wind because I think that that changed the nature of the discussion. And that was very interesting to me because there were aspects of the discussions that were 
I think a lot more, um, they were affected, affected, affected. Um, they were influenced by the conversations that had happened at wind. So let's get into that really quick and then we'll break down the round table rendezvous. Nope. Round table rendezvous rundown. Let's try that again. Round table rendezvous rundown. Okay. So <clears throat> wind was like the, the presenters at wind came from a variety of different backgrounds, a variety of different, um, perspectives. Some people were in larger bodies. Some people had, um, several different, um, marginalized identities. And I think that was really cool. First of all, to have so many different perspectives of so many different people, um, both from academia and the advocation areas and fellow dietitians and people who are just doing some really cool shit in our field. So it was beautiful to be able to have that perspective and all of those different perspectives shared and what you're garnering from those different perspectives, I think is also really important. So the first couple of conversations, I think really hit home on bringing not just diversity into our field, but truly listening to other people's perspectives and not just assuming that your lived experiences are the only way forward which is huge, right? Like, and that can be challenging to accept. Like you're getting success with your clients through your lived experiences in theory, but are they really resonating with you? And I thought, or resonating with the clients on the other end. And I thought that was interesting, right? Which is why I do what I do. <laughs> so like this, this piece of it was really cool because not everyone right? Like not every dietitian is going to resonate with every client and vice versa. Not every client is going to seek out every dietitian, which is why we come in all different, all different packages, if you will, right? Like we don't all look the same. There are different POVs, whether you're in a larger body, a smaller body, different experiences that you've had in your life, different struggles that you've had in your life that also contribute to the work and perspective that you bring and share. And I think that is imperative to recognize when you're working with different clients, when you're working with your population, when you are attracting clients and determining if not only if they're a good fit for you, but if you can genuinely help them along this journey or if they would be more well taken care of, more well suited to work with an RD, just because we're talking about RDs, an RD who has a different lived experience, who can help them in, through a different lens, a different perspective, right? That really is what got me thinking from our conversations at WIND this past week. And I hope that you guys can take a little bit away from that as well, right? We don't, we don't necessarily or rather we aren't necessarily the right person for everyone and that is challenging to swallow because it comes from the typical i'm going to bring it up the typical capitalist mindset of i need to make more money so that my business can be successful yada 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 and then we go down this rabbit hole of that right but what if we worked with clients and again this comes from this comes from a place of privilege. This comes from a place of privilege, being able to 
discern what clients you want to take. So also be be very aware of that, right? Like it comes from a place of privilege that you can say yes or no to clients. However, I think if I think it'll come back to you. I know that it'll come back to you in heaps if you are choosing clients that you truly align with, whose values you also align with, and you're passing along the clients to other dietitians, other practitioners who can help them from a more, just from a different, not from a more, from a different POV, right? Maybe their lived experiences are going to help them a little bit more or whatever that may be. So I know that can be challenging, right? Like coming into it with such an abundance mindset that there will be more if I, if I take the right clients for me and they take the right clients for them. And I know that that's going to be a really good fit versus if I work with them. That is, in my opinion, next level collaboration. So if you're not there yet, it's okay. But there needs to be a lot of self-reflection before you can get there. And I think that that's really important as well. We're not really taught that in school, not just as dietitians, but as humans, right? To do a lot of self-reflection. And I think that that's an integral part of being able to come at things from less of a competitive mindset and more of a collaborative mindset. What have you done recently for self-development, for learning more about you? Maybe you've dug into your Enneagram or your Myers-Briggs and you know what your strengths are or the Clifton strengths, right? And like, you know what your strengths are. Maybe you don't. And that's okay too. But the more you can kind of unearth the layers um, of where you're feeling lack and lean into what your genuine superpowers are, that's where that's where those aha moments stem from. Knowing what you are amazing at and knowing what the other people around you are amazing at. And if what you're amazing at isn't what your clients need, that's okay. Because there's someone out there that you can probably refer them to who is amazing at what your clients need, right? That's collaboration. And it takes a while to get there for sure. Do not get me wrong. It can be scary. But knowing yourself and knowing other people's strengths is the key to all of it. And I know I mentioned a bunch of other like strengths profiles, but like my favorite, I'm going to say it, is human design because it highlights, it highlights exactly how beautiful we are and how vastly different we are from the person next to us. And there's nothing wrong with being different. That's that's really cool, right? If we were all the same on this earth, it would be a really boring, boring place. But because we're all different, we we have different connections with different people. So leaning into the design piece of it, the human design piece of it has really helped me discover and actually other dietitians that I've worked with. I don't want to make this just about me. It's helped other dietitians that I've worked with as well discover and have aha moments and maybe reaffirmations around what makes them beautifully them and also opens up new perspectives to be able to focus in on their superpowers and bring that into the space, the dynamic that they're in and understand that just because it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else. And I think that that's so, so, so important. So 
highly recommend checking out your human design. I always leave a link for it in the show notes and it can be really overwhelming, I think, to look at on your own. So if you need a handhold, if you need a buddy through that process, hit me up on Instagram and just shoot me a message and I will help guide you a little bit through a very high level um, like exploration of your human design so that you can feel reaffirmed or have that aha moment as well. Yo, I got really off track, guys. I'm going to have a quick sip of coffee and then we're going to hop back into this weekend. But I think all of that was extremely important and all of that was a reminder, a beautiful reminder that came out of the wind conference from this past week. Man, I love I love a good French press coffee, even if it's heavily diluted with ice right now. Okay, so from all of those takeaways at wind, I think it was just a different perspective that a handful of the people on Saturday came in with. And it was interesting because I think that fueled some of the conversation both days. So let me break it down. Saturday, three people there. I had been following on Instagram. So we had become Instagram not besties, but like Instagram RD friends, you know? Um, and I think that was really interesting because I also, to get people to come to uh, to the Roundtable Rendezvous, oh, I didn't even introduce us. We are officially in the Roundtable Rendezvous Rundown. Okay, so let's start over. <laughs> so three people on Saturday, uh, I've known on Instagram already. And one person, I did a tremendous amount of direct outreach to the people around the Austin area, people, dietitians, dietitians around the Austin area, San Antonio, Houston, Fort Worth, Dallas, and everywhere in between, right? Because I do want to be able to open this up to people who are not just on Instagram. And like, that's not fair, right? Like if you're only on Instagram, you only get to come. So my goal is to really extend the reach that I have and invite as many RDs to these events as possible. And if it resonates, awesome. Then they're there and they come and they get to have these amazing conversations. So let me go back to this. One of the RDs that I invited had never met me on Instagram, had never followed me on Instagram, but she was super down for the networking piece of meeting other dietitians and connecting in that space and that way as well. And that's really cool, right? For it to just resonate like that. Let me also preface this was with, I think I said this earlier, but like I do not discriminate <laughs> from like dietitian to dietitian, regardless of literally anything. And in addition <laughs> to your niche, right? Like I am not niche discriminatory or human discriminatory, but niche in particular, I feel like can be a point of contention in our field. So all of these people were from vastly different POVs. And I think that that's really important too. But it can also cause a tremendous amount of discomfort in conversations. So the people who were there who had followed me on Instagram prior knew what this conversation was going to be out, be about. And I think my marketing does a pretty good job of what this conversation is about, right? Like we're there to network. We're there to meet amazing people who may or may not be like-minded. I think like-minded to some extent, because if you're coming to an event like this, you're at least semi-open to the conversation of collaboration, right? Um, but also like they, they kind of had an essence of what this conversation was going to be about. And for the one person who maybe didn't, it was heavy, potentially heavier than anticipated and uncomfortable. And having to sit in discomfort is 
awkward. And <laughs> as the host or moderator, or however you want to phrase it, of this event, I also felt the discomfort. And that's really interesting to hold someone else's discomfort um, and to have to kind of redirect conversation through that, I think was very interesting as well. But through the discomfort comes growth. And that is extremely important. That's also part of the self-development piece, right? Like it's not just learning about yourself. It's learning about how you respond or act in situations that can be uncomfortable as well. And it's scary, but again, that's where the growth piece comes from. So I think from just my POV in all of this is in that conversation in particular, there was not only discomfort, but I think a conversation that had never been had for some of the attendees, right? Like if you've never had a conversation about maybe how we can be more collaborative as RDs or how we can come together with people of different niches within our field and how that collaboration can possibly blossom, right? Like it can be challenging. It can be a lot. And I think it's really cool because this is one small step in not necessarily changing everybody. I don't want to change people. I just want to be able to help broaden people's horizons and maybe, maybe allow our field to become a little bit more open to collaboration. And it's not just the people who have different perspectives who haven't had this conversation before, right? On the other end of the spectrum, there are people who are very open to having conversations about what collaboration can look like. However, it may be centered in their niche. And sometimes when you're deep in a niche, you can forget that people in other niches exist as well. So it can be really important to have that space, have that time with people in your niche and have some of these more challenging conversations with people who are like-minded. However, it is equally, if not more, imperative to have challenging conversations with people in other niches not just to act as a reminder that like oh they exist (laughs) but like that they're seeing success with their clients as well they're seeing success with their clients in a different way and while their perspectives may not be 100% with what you agree with that what they're doing still resonates with the people that they're working with and that's important right Not everyone is for everyone, and that's okay. However, if these people are still seeing success with their clients, and it is, for the most part, if not wholly scientifically researched based, if we're still doing it in a way that's like ethical and credible and not just giving people like bounce on your head five times and you'll lose all the weight advice, right? Like, Obviously, that was ridiculous and that's not evidence-based. But what I'm saying is like, as long as it's evidence-based and you're seeing success with your clients, that's what matters. And giving yourself that 
aha perspective, like, oh yeah. And that is a way that works for them with their clients. That's huge, right? At the end of the day, we all became dietitians to help other people. We have different means of helping other people achieve their version of success. And I think keeping an open mind to that is really important. And that's definitely what I saw come out of not just Saturday's conversation, but also Sunday's conversation for different purposes, for different reasons. Um, So yeah, it was just, it was very interesting to see those dynamics blossom in different ways and people have aha moments for different reasons. I think the tangibility of the takeaways of these events is really important, right? It's not just we're coming into this space to collaborate with one other person in this space, which is unfortunately kind of a closed mindset, right? When it breaks down to this. But it's not just how can I collaborate with the four or five other people who are here in the roundtable rendezvous. It's how can we have this conversation here How can we maybe bring some aha moments to our conversation here? And then what are some tangible takeaways from our conversation here that we can bring to our worlds outside of this, not just within this new community that we've created? Have you thought about that? I'm going to pose this to you, my listener. Hey, yo, have you thought about that, right? Like, It's not just the community that you're building within a small sphere. It's what can you take away? What can you bring back into your world and share with others? That tangible aspect of it to create change within our field. And it's like that one movie with that one small child and maybe Bruce Willis is in it. I feel like I'm butchering this. It's definitely not the sixth sense. It's like the pass along movie, but it's the kid who is in the sixth sense. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway. Basically, what I'm saying is like your one action of coming to a roundtable rendezvous is not just for that, right? It's like then it's the next phase of like you hope opening a door for someone else into collaboration or offering collabs to someone else and then them doing that because then they feel more secure and more confident in it, right? So it's this butterfly effect. That was also not the name of the movie. Anyway, it's this trickle down effect, right? Like I can't do this on my own, but hosting spaces like this where people who are semi on board, at least maybe fully on board with collaboration can come have that conversation and then be able to disseminate that information externally, externally. I don't know why that word was hard this morning. So that's what I garnered from this space. The next day was, I think, equally as aha-ing, but also most of the people who joined that day did come from the wind event. So again, they had this already different perspective from the day before because they were like the majority of the people who attended there already had this wind post wind mindset if you will so that was really interesting um and having to bring other examples in to collabs i think was really important in that space because it can't just be we see it in one space and we're only we're only um suggesting examples or working through things that we've seen recently, right? Like working through collabs that we've seen recently. It needs to be something that we've seen throughout our field and not just in one setting under a potentially more collaborative umbrella. So I thought that was extremely interesting how the conversation differed um, from one day to the next. 
because of the different perspectives that were brought from an earlier conversation or an earlier umbrella that we were all under at a conference. Again, not what I not what I anticipated the the holding the two roundtables after a conference to be, but I think it was also just very important to have these conversations. So eye-opening for me and a learning experience for me, which I'll get to more of in just a little bit. So the second day, again, I had done some direct outreach and a dietitian that I didn't follow on the gram came and no one else there knew this dietitian either. And I think that that's really, really fucking cool. Want to know why it's really fucking cool? Because then you don't have a preconceived notion of who that person is. You don't know what they're putting out on socials. And let me start by saying Social media is a highly curated POV of the person on the other end, right? They are showing their prospective clientele what they can do for them. And you're not seeing necessarily the whole human behind there. If you watch my social media, you will definitely see uncaffeinated, crazy-haired, wholeheartedly me (laughs) in my stories. But that's just me, right? Like, I'm showing up so that you can resonate with me as a human. And I'm not doing it for the sales, if you will. I'm doing it so that you understand me as a human. And if you can relate to me as a human, that's fucking awesome. And then we can build a relationship upon that. And then maybe, maybe down the line, we'll do something really fucking cool together. So, right, like you get to decide how you show up. And I think that that's really important. It's really important to remember when you're going into a space where where you know the person or maybe where you don't know the person. Okay, so very long tangent, but back to the story. So there was an RD there who had later found out different views than the than the other dietitians and different approaches than the other dietitians there. However, before anyone followed each other on Instagram that day, we spoke as humans. We had genuine conversations as humans, as dietitians, not knowing each other's niches each other's approaches with clients and that's fucking huge because when I left or when the when it was wrapping up that day one of the RDs came up to me and she was like you know I probably wouldn't have followed her on social because I don't agree with what she's doing but I'm going to collaborate with her now because I think on a human to human level like we can do some really cool shit That's an amazing takeaway, guys. That is the takeaway that I wanted to see. That's open-mindedness. That's respect for other people. And yes, all of these conversations were extremely respectful. And I'm so, so, so grateful. Because when you have different points of view that you're very strong-willed in, it can get down and dirty. However, that was not the case. And it was beautiful to see that this aha moment, this human to human first connection, not curated bullshit social media connection happened in this space. That's huge. That's, I don't think it's what I anticipated to happen out of these events. Like, I I guess I kind of knew that, but also just like, wow, wow, we can reconnect as humans first. Wow, we can reconnect as dietitians first. And the shitty process it takes to become a dietitian and all of the barriers that are potentially put in place to become dietitians, right? Like we can connect there first and then later we can be like, 
oh, cool, like this is how you work with your clients. Cool. Do they do they see results when working with you? They do. That's fucking great. I'm so happy that you've found a space where you feel comfortable sharing the information that has worked for you, that has worked for your clients, and they're still seeing success. Does it align wholeheartedly with what I do? No, but that's okay because we are all here in the field to help each other, rather, to help our clients. And we can still lift each other up even, even if our POVs are different. We can do that. So that was absolutely amazing. That was, again, something I didn't anticipate coming out of this, but I really hoped for, and I'm so happy that it did. And even bringing people together in like the advocation spaces, right? Like you can be an advocate for literally whatever in the nutrition or dietetic space. And if you want to come to this conversation, I would love to hear your perspective and your view and your points of view in contributing to this conversation. So one of the one of the attendees on Sunday wasn't a dietitian, but the amount of lived experience and knowledge that she could bring to the conversation, I think was extremely eye-opening. And that's cool. And she's down for collaboration. And that's man, that's what it's all about, right? Like, I'm going to be real with you guys. (laughs) So even in conversations that came up this week at WIND, and maybe a little bit less so at the Roundtable Rendezvous, but like in being in space with other dietitians, there's still this superiority complex that we have of like, we worked so hard for four years, then we had to do our DI, and now you have to do a master's to basically get paid the same to have three letters after your name, right? Or maybe six letters after your name, if five or whatever, right? Like if you're doing your master's, MSRDN comma LD. Cool. I think our degrees are valid. And I think that even even so, it doesn't prepare us for our day-to-days with our clients, right? Like there's so much still more that we have to learn and do more research on our own and learn more on our own before we can truly help people. And like there's lived experience that comes with it, right? So just because you have an RD after your name doesn't necessarily mean that you know all of the things. And our field says that we are experts in the field. And oftentimes I don't feel like the expert, especially when I saw clients one-on-one. And that was not a, um, that was not like a put down on myself, right? Like I genuinely did not know the answers to a lot of the things. And in part, that could be because I wasn't super passionate about helping clients one-on-one, but also just like, that's, that's not my forte. My forte is not counseling people. And I know that. And my forte was not knowing micronutrients, right? Like my undergrad is in culinary and yeah, I have a DPD, but like it was very, very, very focused on food. And that's what I can have a conversation about confidently. So it's just interesting maybe I just see it from my perspective, right? But like, I don't know everything in the field. I don't care to know everything in the field. And that's why collaboration is key. And there's another point I have to this too, but right, like we don't have to know everything. We can lift each other up and have conversations and maybe work collaboratively together on a client or patient to see them through to the other side, right? So that's one piece of this. Second is damn, we are all on our high horses about being dietitians and putting health coaches beneath us or putting functional nutritionists beneath us. 
Why? Because they don't have a four-year degree? Okay, cool. Like I just said, I don't think our four-year degree does very much, to be completely honest. So why are we shitting on other people who are also out there to help people? Circling back, if they're doing, if they're working with their clients in a way that is evidence-based and their client resonates with them and their client is seeing success, why should we shit on them just because they're not dietitians? And please feel free to disagree. That's my perspective. I think that there's a place and space for everyone to help clients in a way that resonates with them. Noodle that. Ooh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. I just feel like I was on one and really needed to get that out because that was a point of frustration for me this week. So, all right, guys, I need another sip of coffee and then we're going to get into my takeaways. Ooh, wee. This conversation was heavy and I'm not going to apologize if you sat in discomfort through it because that's growth. So, the roundtable rendezvous, I guess my perspective on this is like, they're not exactly what I thought they were going to be. I thought I was going to have just like low-key conversation with everyone and like we could really come together to nail down exactly what we need to do in our field. But like, obviously that's not the case, right? Because people bring different POVs in beautifully, because people bring these different POVs in, we have so much to work through in conversation before we can really take it to that next step. It's working through the gunk. It's working through the awkwardness. It's working through the challenges to bring us out on the other side to maybe like one small tangible step that we can take away. And it's going to be a challenge to, to change our field completely. But I think that these are an amazing step to having some of these more challenging conversations that we put on the back burner and bringing people together in opposing niches or opposing POVs and having a respectful, meaningful conversation around the potential changes that we can make for our field to make it more inclusive, to make it more open-minded, to make it more collaborative. So this was a rant. I told you I was going to be spilling some tea. Thankfully, I didn't spill some coffee. I didn't spill as much tea as I thought I was going to because I think I think that that's saved for the space, right? And the people who were there in the space who felt that. So I would love if this resonated with you, if this made you feel uncomfortable, if this was just like, fuck yes, Celestina. Um, I would love for you to come to one of the upcoming roundtable rendezvous. Is it going to be exactly how these two were? Probably not. And that's the really cool part, right? There's so many amazing different conversations to be had that go on different tangents, different directions and come out with different learning experiences. And I can't tell you exactly what those are going to be at each of these events going forward, but I can tell you that there will be aha moments, there will be discomfort and there will be growth and there will be community and you're going to meet RD besties and stay connected with them, right? Like, there's going to be amazingness that comes out of it. And I forgot, right? Like there's actual friendships that were garnered or made. Garnered is not the right word. There were friendships that were made in these spaces. And I know that these people are going to stay connected. And 
have already planned to do lives or like collaborative posts on social or collaborative reels on social. So it's really cool. It's really cool to be able to see that happening in a four hour time span, right? Like that would potentially take so much longer if you were meeting with a person on social to develop that rapport, to develop that relationship. But like when your conversations are certain are centered around the nitty gritty, the challenging stuff, that's where like friendships are formed and that's where bonds are formed. And like, that's where respect, if you're bringing respect to the space is had for other people in these spaces, other people in these niches. So long story short, I would love for you to come to one of the upcoming spaces if I'm coming to a location near you. So I'm going to be in Vegas on May 6th, which is a Saturday. And then I'm taking a little bit of a break uh, and I will be going hardcore starting in June. I will be in Denver the 5th and 6th. That's a Monday, Tuesday. In Chicago, the 9th and 10th of June. That's a Friday, Saturday. And then I'm taking a wee bit of a break for my birthday. Um, and I will be in Providence, Rhode Island on June 23rd, which is a th- Thursday, Friday, which is a Friday. New York, technically Brooklyn, um, June 23rd, 5th, which is a Sunday. And then going down to Philly on the 27th, which is a Tuesday, and then taking a wee bit of the break and going up to Toronto, Canada on July 5th. So that's my June, July-ish schedule, if you will. And then if you are in the Southeast, I would love for you to come to Charlotte, North Carolina, April, nope, that's not right, August 11th, uh, or Miami, on August 13th or 15th, respectively, and then wrapping up the tour in LA on the 10th and 11th of September. Potentially might add a date in NorCal, TBD, still trying to figure that out because people say they want to come in a place and then they're like, "Mm, just kidding. So if you're actually committed to one of these places and you're relatively close, mind you, I'm flying to all of these places. So minimum, I got like a three hour flight to come see you IRL. I'd really appreciate it if you could drive like an hour to meet me IRL. You know, I feel like it's an equal fair exchange. So if this resonates with you, if these challenging topics resonate with you, if you just, if at the very least, you just want to meet me and other amazing dietitians in real life at a networking event over some local brews at a very low-key brewery with some snacky poos, then I would love to see you there. Thanks for listening, guys. And um, I hope you have an amazing week. And I really appreciate your patience with me and getting this episode out a little bit late today. But have an amazing day and uh, hopefully see you in real life soon. Mm-hmm.